Warning, the following content occasionally contains adult themes and language, which is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to another episode of Cinematic Rewind. Today, we will be talking about the Netflix original show, Queen's Gambit, which was released on October 23rd, 2020, has a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes, and has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Joining me today to talk about these first four episodes is Cookie. Hello, everyone out there. I'm excited to talk about today's episode. And Region. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Doing good, doing good. So I just watched this the other night for the first time. I had heard about it a lot from both Cookie and some friends. They were all talking about it. It was all over social media. There was a huge chess crave that went on in society all over social media as well. So I'm definitely excited to talk about today's episode because I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. But Cookie, you're a big fan of this show. Yep. So when did you first watch this? I watched it a little after the craziness started for the show. And what I mean by that is the social media, the memes where people were like, I'm learning chess. This is an amazing show. The reviews was going nuts on a lot of the media outlets. And being transparent, it was never on my radar until I heard the popularity of it. So it's not that I already knew of it. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to watch that at some point. But I definitely jumped on the bandwagon for it. And I'm so glad I did because it is an actual excellent series. And even with the The scores that you put out, I think that's easily one of the highest rated shows that we've talked about thus far on the podcast. You know, I followed the bandwagon on it and immediately fell in love with the first episode. So definitely excited to talk more in depth about this one. Okay. And Regent, how did you first come across this? (laughs) <laughs> like Cookie said, basically all the hype and fanfare that was coming out for the show. Now, I didn't jump on the bandwagon immediately. That's really due to my strong dislike of chess, the sport as it is. But I, I let the fanfare die down a little bit before I went in. But okay, you know what? I'm going to give the show a shot. And I was genuinely impressed with what I've been seeing so far. Yeah, I was impressed as well. I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. I was going to watch the first three episodes and then turn it off, but I just got hooked so quickly that I'm like, you know what? I'll stay up till three watching the show. I'll be fine. Yeah, that's always a great feeling when you find a show where you're like, "Ah, I'll get one more in before sleep. Yeah. It was definitely a good feeling, but you are 100% correct. This is, in fact, the highest rated TV show we have covered so far. At 97, directly below that is WandaVision at 93. It's funny that you mentioned that about getting hooked on the show, because knowing Netflix and how they do their marketing, I would not be surprised. It's 2 a.m. You're watching an episode and they ask you, are you still watching? And you're just like, yeah, I can go for another one. And then the sun starts coming. You're like, oh, dear God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, six episodes later. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Especially since they're all like 45 minutes to an hour long each. You can definitely pass the time really quickly with this show. Yeah, even on a rewatch, I watched it a second time for the podcast. And I mean, time flew by even watching it the second time around, which is a definitely a compliment for me watching anything like I've got stuff I'll rewatch. But I watched this back in 2020 when it first came out. So it's not even like it was out for a full year for myself or at least between my watches of it. And I was still hooked again. I can't wait to finish the rest of it. I think I might do that tonight. Definitely excited. I have a quick question for both of you before we actually dive into this. Have either of you read the book that this is based on? 
No, I have not. I would have to be in the same boat as Cookie. No, I have not. So there is, in fact, a book. It is the same title, The Queen's Gambit, and it was released 1983 by Walter Tevis. I haven't read it either, but I'm wondering if it follows the exact same story that is in the show. I would assume so. Based off of my research, it is based off the same character, but I am wondering if it's like the same story or if it's a like biographical piece. I'm not sure. Yeah, for my research, and it's not 100% definitive, more like opinion pieces, but it follows pretty closely. It's still an adaptation in a lot of ways. So it's, it's definitely not one of those things where you see this and it's 100% from the book, but it strongly correlates with it. It's a little bit altered in some form for society reasons. And you can kind of see some of the things like women empowerment and some little other things in there. So that's that's where I would say it differed from. But for the most part, yeah, the main character and what she plays pulls off and the obstacle she goes through is very true to the book. And speaking on that, through my looking into some of the things in the background and the making of this, one of the people behind the show was actually have been for 30 years trying to get this made. And Heath Ledger was at one point pinned to help make this before his passing. So this literally was one of the things in the background that he was working on during the year that he passed away was actually trying to get this finally made. So just imagine it still took a whole another decade even after that to finally get this made that's insane so this has been in development since what the 90s that would be 30 years ago yeah what was recorded saying that this was his ninth or tenth revision of trying to get it made he rewrote the screenplay numerous times for a hollywood studio to finally pick it up Wow. It makes you wonder like what would have happened if it had been picked up earlier like would it have been just a movie Take a look at the one movie that had Steve Carell versus, oh my gosh, I forget his co-star, but that was the the tennis match where it was the man versus the woman. That movie got like heavily panned because of that depiction of an actual event that happened in sports history. Yeah, and I think that similar thing would have happened if it was made earlier. I think society accepted the show a lot better in recent years because of some of the progression we've had, socially speaking. And I do think it would have been a movie, but overall, I could argue that the movie might have made definitely made some money at best, a good, decent amount. But from a societal impact, I feel like this was probably the best it was going to be, at least for looking backwards, not necessarily forwards at potential, especially with the ability to Google and then... You also have Netflix where you can you can have way more episodes versus trying to make this a part one or a part two of a movie or rush it in one film. And then the ability to then go to Google after watching an episode and research everything. What What is the name of this, like this move that was made in the show? What is all the steps? How do you play chess? Let me watch a YouTube video. Oh, and then the quarantine effect. That was the other thing. Like while people were quarantined, they also had the ability to like, well, I ain't doing nothing else. Why not learn chess? The show's amazing. So I think it was a unique situation i mean it was either that or get obsessed with cheetah and leopard print clothing well they had enough time for that yeah they did <laughs> they got burned out by then and then moved on to chess oh yeah did you guys know since queen's gambit came out in october of 2020 chess board sales have gone up 87 percent Ooh, 87 I mean, that would make sense. Piggybacking off Cookie's comment, people have more time to be home and actually want to learn something. And um, obviously with the internet now, online shopping through Target, Amazon, all the other major retailers that can ship a chessboard to you and watching videos on YouTube and practicing definitely goes a long way for that. I still wouldn't see that much increase. That's why I'm still shocked by that much percentage. Like, wow, it's incredible. 
it's insane how much it skyrocketed. And that leads me to ask you guys this final question before we actually dive into the show, which is, do either of you guys play chess? I do, but I'm definitely still on a beginner level. And I was playing decades before I watched the show, about like two decades before. Regent? I'm the exact opposite. I played it as a kid with my dad because my dad thought it was a very mentally stimulating game. I unfortunately, as a child, was short-tempered and was not a fan. And there have been times where I've flipped the chessboard out of frustration because... <laughs> You know, the writer's block in this case, chess player's block. But as an adult, I have absolutely stayed away from chess and focused more on more mathematical, like ment like math-based games, so like Math 24, card-based games, things like that that get my mental stimulation instead of chess. I probably will not pick chess up ever as a hobby or sport. I have played chess before a few times, very little. The one time I can very much remember playing chess was against my brother-in-law, who was a state chess champion. Oh, wow. That went well. You know, I, I lost very quickly. <laughs> Oh, of course. Yeah, I would say for me, it's it's just something fun. I do find it awesome that I know how to play. However, I'm still at a beginner level because this episode really showed me I don't know shit. Like at best, I know how the pieces move. I know that really well. I've got that down how each piece moves. And then that's where it stops. I don't know anything past that. You know, the marks on the board, what each type of attack is or strategy. I barely know what each piece actually their names behind it. I know most of the pieces for the most part, but yeah. Have you played Battleship though growing up? Yeah, I played Battleship. I played most board games, if not all of them. Yeah, I see chess is similar to the Battleship board where it's it's just a number based on the columns, like A through how many columns are on the board and then how many down is how many numbers. It's not that I don't understand the concept. I just don't have it memorized. So if I moved a piece, I would I couldn't say that I moved my rook to, you know, A12 or something like that. I, I wouldn't know. Like, where do you start? Do you start facing me? Do you start facing yours? Do you start from the black or the white? Like, I that's what I mean. I don't know where any of that starts, nor have I cared. <laughs> right. <laughs> there it is. That's more the true part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and dive into the first episode real quick. So intro to this story was very interesting. You basically just get introduced to her at a point in her life, which I'm assuming is where she's going up against one of the Russians, but you don't really get to find that out and it immediately cuts back to her childhood in the orphanage, which I thought was a really good way like to give you something to look forward to, but also not reveal what happens. It was a good opening for sure, and it definitely got me interested pretty quickly and then introducing you to an orphan who you can tell is slightly intelligent but later on you figure out how intelligent she is i was gonna say because most tv shows and some of the ones we've done reviews on have all been about build up build up, build up payoff and never did like a, a small glimpse of what's to come but then also then express how do we get here it was all here we are now here's where we're going towards oh wait we're here here's what happens so it was a great change of dynamic pace compared to all the other shows that are out there and even the ones we've reviewed I do agree. My biggest challenge with our reviews right now is since this is a rewatch, I know what happens in total. Like I understand the future, the past, all these pieces. So when I rewatch this, I've purposely tried to block off certain things of knowledge. If, if anything, it was important for me to do a rewatch so I did, wouldn't slip out with spoilers. But the good thing is I have to say about the series is it is a complete series. I don't feel like that's a truly a spoiler. If anything, it's just something exciting about it, is that everything makes sense by the end. 
all the pieces come together. And on this rewatch, not only just seeing where she's going to go to, it just made me appreciate even more because when we go back into the beginning of the story, for me, it's the past. See, I'm actually doing it the other way around. Like when I saw the quote unquote, the future, for me, that's the present. And for her to go back in her childhood, I'm already thinking like we're going in the past, which is actually an interesting thing now, because for you all, it's the other way around. Like you're looking at her as a child and starting from there. And I'm like, oh yeah, that had happened to her in the past. So it's very interesting to go back through these episodes, knowing the knowledge that I have. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's the way it is with a lot of nonlinear stories is once you go back to watch it, you get to see both past, present, future, and you just have like said information about future. And it does change the perspective that you have on the rest of the show and, and the outcome of the present. Can we just talk about how fucked up that like orphanage is giving these kids tranquilizers? Ooh. Oh my gosh. I mean, uh, every movie that has some type of orphanage, there's always some underlying messed up thing going on. But that that's deep. Yeah. What was the two drugs? One to keep your body healthy and the other one to make you even. And then the girl takes it and she's like fucking hitting walls and doors and stuff. Like, good gosh. What did she take? Uh, yeah. And then you find out it's tranquilizers and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. That's its own big mess right yeah. there. Okay, I'm going to kind of dance around with the episodes, but it's all connected. And a lot of times in this series, you kind of pick up on, they bring in some heavy shit, but they don't take too long with trying to dive into it. Like her father figure, I think that was either in the first or second episode. So you got her father figure, not figure, her actual father. And he's like, oh, no, nah, I ain't got time for this shit. I'm done with this. Leaves. Mom's cray cray. Orphanage fucked up. Uh, the men in society. Society is not even trying to treat her equal. They're just like, no, you can't play chess. Fuck that. You're a female. So, <laughs> but the series does that where it's like, it brings in some fucked up stuff, but then it's just like, we're going to keep going though. It's just, we're just going to bring this in. That's messed up and keep it moving. Oh yeah. It just keeps coming. As I was watching it, the more it got into the story, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm going to retread some of the points you just said, but I'm going to do it anyways. Bringing up like the inequality in society back then, like see actually seeing it told in a more accurate sense versus some of the other movies that are based in the 60s that you might have seen five, ten years ago where it depicts men and women as more equal than what it actually was. It hit hard, like just seeing the reality of it and seeing which in the future so we'll talk more about but the adoptive mother just seeing her get mistreated by her husband and being left and having nothing pretty much no money no way to take care of the house being depressed and taking drugs to sort of level out that depression it, it hit so hard yeah yeah, and they do a good job where you're so focused on the chess part. When you get hit hard with that, they immediately go back to Beth doing something fascinating. And I think that's a great balance. That way you're not spending so much time feeling in dread. If anything, you're like, oh yeah, I want Beth to win. Beth kicked their ass because of just all the shit that you have to see that she goes through and the people around her. You're like, oh, I want her to win. And then when she wins, you're even more excited. Like, okay, let's go, girl. What's the next thing you're going to do? I'm with you on this. Yeah, like take the neck, get the first one, get the next one, get the next one, and go bigger. It was great to see. That little point you just brought up of every time there's a little a moment of darkness in the show and then it's right back to chess. It just reminds me of that scene in Spider-Man Homecoming where Peter's like tracking down two bad guys to enter the school. And the one kid knocks on the window. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. What about you? Chess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's quite the connection you made there, sir. Yes. <laughs> 
But yeah, it just that little bit made me laugh a little bit. But yeah, they do handle the dark bits and balance it really well with the actual competition and her rising in society as a very prominent and worthy adversary in the game of chess. And I, I thought it was really good. It didn't feel forced like some movies do when they try and go for like an empowerment of any type of person. It just felt like, no, she's good at chess. She's she's a badass. Let's get it. Yeah. And I know it's in a later episode, the time skip, but for the first episode, just a few more pieces on that. I do want to kind of get you guys' opinion is how smart do you think she was in that first episode? She's, she was eight years old, but she definitely, the actress playing her definitely looked older than eight. But I made sure to record the age that they said she was supposedly is, is eight. But yeah, I mean, she, I remember she finished her test way ahead of the other group students and the, that's when the teacher was like oh yeah go ahead and just go downstairs and like even the teacher didn't have anything else for her so like what level of, you know we just speculation like how smart do you think she was like genius level or just a little bit above average what do you guys think i would say close to genius level for sure yeah, I'd have to agree with venture but it also took the inoculation of drugs to catalyze that for chess, I would agree with you, but for the academics, she had that already. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. That little flashback scene where she picks up the mathematic book, and I'm guessing that's where she learned is from her mother how to do mathematics and reading and all these different other things that she we don't even know what else she can do. But I definitely would say close to genius level. Yeah, it was interesting on this rewatch to kind of start piecing together, like how much of natural talent, how much was it from her environmental impact that made her like, you know what, fuck this. Instead of being sad and mad, I'm going to use this to strengthen myself. And then there's a whole nother layer of drug slash intoxication that brings me to another heightened level of intelligence for her specifically. It was definitely one of those things I never saw a clear line, which I was cool with. It was just one of those interesting things that I thought about while. I was watching the show because I will say this and I'm hoping this doesn't really spoil the second half but I feel like as her intelligence grew the drugs and intoxication or even the weed smoke any of that kind of stuff whatever term you want to use for all that stuff that she used I feel like that took her to the next level but then eventually she would master that level that she could do it completely sober and that's how I feel like that's how she kept leveling up it was like these things would take her to the next level she would be there long enough that her normal mental states like okay we got this down i can do this shit hell almost in my sleep and then she would go to the next level yeah there was something i noticed about when she would use the tranks most of the time because so far it's just been tranquilizers up to episode four and a tiny bit of alcohol but it hasn't been heavy use oh it was heavy use to me it was near the end of episode four but she had those big bottles of wine and she was back to back on drinks yeah that was like when she was at the competition though okay fair enough that was that one instance but that was like later in her career but when she was first getting started especially at a young age for a genius level intelligent person a lot of the times their mind is very busy and i'm wondering if the drugs or especially tranquilizers because they you know obviously they tranquilize they put your mind at ease they put your body at ease and it allows her to focus on one particular task instead of in her brain trying to do too much at once and it just allows her to be more in tune with what she's trying to do and that's why she can you know go to the next level because she doesn't have anything else going on in her brain I think that's pretty legit. After watching it again, I've never even put that together. I think that's a very legit perspective on that. And that actually makes total sense. That she's just so smart, but the downside is she probably has so much going on in her head. 
plus the trauma of her father leaving and the way that she's treated in society and the trauma of her mother's death. She probably has to block that out too in order to focus. Yeah, you could see it in that first episode when she first goes to the orphanage. I mean, when she had the coat and she was like touching her hand over her name on the coat because you could tell that was like something specially made for her, which was also fucked up because the lady took the coat and she's like, oh, we're going to burn this. I made sure to remember that part. I was like, come on, this is the start. She loses her mother and then you're like, I'm going to burn this coat that your mom probably gave you and made for you. Like, fuck. <laughs> but back to the point though is like you could see it in her knowing that she was even that smart at that point because she was smart before she went in there let's let's cover that part first of all but you saw how quiet she was and that's where i could pick up that she was quiet because she was assessing things like she was absorbing information all while she was there because she probably didn't want to open up too soon just yet just to emotionally protect herself but i now with your opinion on it i can see that a little bit differently now too too, is like yeah she i'm thinking she's like trying to assess everything she's probably still just processing all the shit that's happened in her past especially for her age at eight years old like that's a lot Mm -hmm. I would agree with you on the whole like assessment and absorbing information because if you think about when she first went down there to the basement to help clean off those you know erasers for the blackboard she knew the board and she knew how they moved so quickly so I could agree with you completely on that but yeah that pretty much covers the first episode and a little bit of like the second episode so we can dive into some of the aspects of the second episode I feel like the second episode definitely dived more into the, the day-to-day life of her just trying to get to that next level of finding an outlet to play chess and especially with like the withdrawal of the tranks and how that's going to affect the rest of her life that was very interesting to see yeah, with this episode, I picked up more on when you think about it, this is her first real time just going back into society. And when you look at how simple she pretty much just leaves the orphanage and is able to be a functioning human being in society, at least my history of people like that, that doesn't typically happen just yet. Just because you're around a lot of people inside, let's say the orphanage, she's around a lot of people her age, and that's about it. And then a few adults, and they're, no matter how nice they are, they're still kind of like more almost a little bit before you get to like juvenile prison stuff like that like detention centers they're just there to keep you in line they're not necessarily there as mother or fatherly figures and it's very interesting when she goes out gets adopted goes out to society starts being around just regular people it's almost like she never skipped a beat like she's just so used to it and i feel like when i saw that i was like wow this girl is so in control of her emotions that it was just like she got around people and she's like okay whatever i'm here to do some chess Oh, yes, the chess bit, especially when they go shopping. She's like, oh, they have chess boards. Yeah, like you would think someone who's been stuck in an orphanage would be like, wow, this is what like really life outside of here looks like. Wow, this is what a town is. This is what here. I haven't been around this for years. Nope. It was all like, oh, thanks for adopting me. This place is cool. Can we go get a chess board? <laughs> But I could definitely relate to her on that level of when she's like, oh, they have chess boards. And the mom's like, yeah, we'll circle back around to it. And then when they went to go leave and then the mom's like, uh, maybe next time. Definitely could relate to that and going into seeing like a Lego set at the store when I was younger and pointing out to my parents being like, oh, look, Star Wars Legos. We'll circle back to it. Goes to circle back. We'll get it next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it was definitely interesting to see how well she adapted to just day-to-day life, but you could definitely tell she wasn't completely in society yet because she was still being treated like an outsider, but she didn't much care. She was at school to learn, but it still affected her in small ways. Like she could tell people were judging the way she was dressed and the way that she looked and judging her for her intelligence, especially since she was the only one in the classroom who knew the answer the teacher asked. So I could see what you're saying as far as she was accepting of the environment that she was in without hesitation. But as far as the acceptance into society, I feel like she struggled with still. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you can kind of see that in every episode that we're going to talk about the people she's around and some of the awkward situations. It's one of those things where you're so smart, you kind of feel like the people around you are pretty dumb or maybe just not on your level. But at the same time, you're like, well, if I don't be around them, I'll just be alone. So I might as well <laughs> find some way of being that balance. I'm already picturing that later episode when she's around the, the other girls her age. But we'll get to that, that episode. But in this episode, one of the things that I saw that really flirted is her finesse with the pieces. They definitely started doing a lot more close-ups and you could just see the elegance she had in her fingers, the way she would pick up chess pieces and stuff like that. And I really like how they did that because I don't really know if I want to say like, oh, that's her femininity coming out or if it's like her mastery or if it's just her, like taking out all those pieces, like this is just her thing. But the thing that I can say that I feel I received from looking at that is she is in so much control and so confident with what she does it's almost like she's dancing it's just like this very fluid movement when she picks up chess pieces almost like it's second nature to her yeah but second nature in a a very elegant way though oh yeah 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 for sure i can definitely agree with that that was one of the best scenes in this episode was her just like going back and forth back and forth different chess players back to back and just legitimately going undefeated it was just so fun to see after a a while of not seeing her play just go right back into it not even having practiced in who knows how long just right back into it and killing it too it was really fun to watch you kind of see it in some of the old school things where it's like the kid who grows up kind of sheltered learns like certain skills i'm thinking of like karate kid and a couple other things and then goes into a group of people that they've kind of that have their own society they're like oh yeah there's we have these tactics it's called this we have these moves we have all these official things even for her she's showing up and she's like oh i gotta punch a clock okay oh i gotta sign this paper whatever but then when it's like put up to the task of what to do she then just start kicking ass like you know and then some people almost kind of not give her enough credit because it's like well you're a woman or that that was already one of the things she had to do with but another one is like oh you don't know the rules to this stuff okay this is this thing oh you don't know these big name people well you're probably gonna lose because you don't know them and she's like no i'm gonna beat their ass i i don't know who they are (laughs) if you play chess i'm gonna beat you by default that's the way she always came to the table (laughs) i don't even know who you are but I know you're a loser. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to lose. That's all I know about you. Yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed this episode. What about you, Regent? I mean, I'd have to agree that I did enjoy the episode too. And with Cookie's statements about her coming into her own when it came to chess and being confident, but also seeing the power she gets in chess from defeating other players rather fluidly and just like, you're no match for me. I'm the smartest person in the room. But I also have to empathize with her because the scene in the high school when she's being bullied by the, the apple pie girls because of her clothing and her intelligence. I can't tell you how many times I have seen that trope in movies, but also have seen that in real life in schooling, both in middle school school high school actually and also college too to some extent that people look at a cover and immediately pick the 
first trait about them and immediately want to undermine it because they don't have that or they are envious of that trait. So that really rung home to me as I was watching this episode. Definitely. It's not something I can directly relate to being a homeschooled individual and mostly a antisocial person. I don't really get judged that much, but yeah. Well, I can agree with Regent. So to let you know, that is pretty spot on with what she went through. Now, I'm not saying I lived back in the 60s, but I can definitely believe it because it happens to, to, to today's generation. Even when I was in school, that was still prevalent like that. So just to kind of give you a perspective is that that was pretty spot on. I can definitely believe it was like that back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we can go ahead and move on to the third episode. Cookie, what did you think of this one? First thing I made sure to write down for notes was her mom's cray cray. Oh my gosh. Mom is crazy. I felt sorry for her because the, the challenge about this series is, and I'm not I'm not gonna dive too much that goes into the future episodes, but it's hard to really root for anyone or hate anyone outside of Beth. Now, the people who who are really messed up, there are some people where you're like, okay, no matter what, there's no saving grace. And that's going to definitely be up in episode four when we talk about that. There's a particular individual. But for the most part, someone like her dad, for example, it's like, we only know a little bit what happened at this point in the story. And yeah, it was messed up that he left. But at the same time, he was dealing with a crazy woman who was running around and, you know, but he could have also went through the judicial system. So that's a whole nother thing. I'm not going to go down that route. But to my point is like, how bad was her mom? Because her mom was just batshit crazy from what you can see thus far. So it's like, was her mom dealing with health issues? Was she really a bad woman for that? Or did she really do everything she could? She Did she make her daughter's life worse? So I know that was only a small piece of the episode, but those were the things that was going through my head just to, to already start the episode. What do you think, Regent? Oh man, I didn't really take a lot into this episode because I was just really still caught on with her getting into a rhythm of chess. But the one big thing I witnessed that I kind of like was actually the intelligence of the sport, like how other players will watch other players and pick their moves. Now, like particularly her match against Watts, or in this case, Benny, like he immediately just calls mm -hmm. her out like, hey, I've seen this fault in your match. I'm going to expose that and I'm sorry, you're going to lose. And that immediately wrecked her self-confidence, which for any professional athlete or anyone who's trying to be professional, when you do the same thing, over and over and over and someone finally picks up on your rhythm or how you do things and they, they flat out tell you it deflates you almost instantly or you start second guessing yourself and you start revisioning yourself looking over and over you start becoming obsessed with how you're playing and then you make a mistake because now you're emotionally invested in what you're doing versus just being cool calm and calculated to take care of the task at hand and i feel like this episode for her actually losing should have helped at least in some essence try to educate her about the sport more but the next episode kind of goes a little bit deeper past that I agree. It was needed. This was a good time to humble her, to make her stronger in a good way. Sometimes we do need to lose, put us in perspective. Yeah, definitely. I thought she didn't lose to the till the fourth episode. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. It came across. It's her first professional loss in, against him, but they in the tournament they were listed as co-champions. So it's still it's still technically a loss because she didn't take the win for herself entirely. Gotcha. That's right. Yeah. It's it's basically like a, the the loss and their records end up being a draw, so they end up being co-champions. Yeah, that's right, because they had a draw, so. I thought this was a fun episode, getting to see how flying around and going to all these different chess tournaments and actually starting to become a name known to society in mass across the nation, especially in her local hometown, how that affected her personal life and how that affected how people saw her. She started getting invited to parties and she started having people come up to her and asking her to sign things. And I was hoping throughout the entire episode 
So please don't let this get to your head. And it never did because the only thing that was really going through her head was when's the next time I can play chess? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to fly, but I'm still going to play practice chess if I got to fly. It was good, though. It was fun to see how she interacted with women her age and how different they were. They were mostly boy obsessed, like you would see in a classical woman portrayal of the 60s of the 60s woman. But her being driven by her want to be the best, her desire to learn all there is to learn about chess and to just go do perform win. It was just really interesting to see how they laid all that out and how she interacted with the more stereotypical woman of the 60s. 60s. So that was fun to see. I think they did a really good job at showing those two different perspectives. Other than that, there's not a there wasn't a lot that happened in this episode as far as character growth besides her just getting better and learning more and perfecting her skills. I would actually disagree on this one. I feel like the mom was the focus of this episode, or at least had the biggest growth. The adopted mom, to make sure, being particular, because I did speak about her birth mother in the beginning part. With her adopted mom, you saw her become much more attached with Beth in this episode, because we know what happens in the next one. And I feel like that's what they were building up for, is that Beth was finally trusting her adopted mother to the point of emotion. Like previously, it was more physical. Like, yeah, I trust that you'll have a place to stay for me and buy me food to eat but this started becoming like we're traveling together i'll kind of let my emotions a little bit open to you kind of let you in on what i do i'll talk to you about certain things let's travel together and they started building up a relationship and i feel like for the mother she finally started finding a little bit more of a purpose in her life but at the same time you could see she was hurting i mean they pretty much forgot about her husband which i mean he forgot about them first off just to make sure i clarify that but they've moved on from that and so she started getting a purpose but she was still dealing with her physical issues that she was dealing and a lot of mental things where you know she still had to take some drugs she was drinking pretty heavily and stuff like that and i think that's where it was a lot of growth in the episode i would say that i took a away from it. Beth had her pieces, but half the episode, I feel like, was purposely focused on the mother and her relationship. And one of the things I really wanted to point out for this podcast that I saw, which was very interesting, it was subtle, but I think it was very important. When Beth came home and she wanted to drink a beer with her mother, and she's like, sure, you can have a sip or, you know, just drink a little bit. And then Beth starts to chug it. And she's like, no, no, don't do that. Stop, slow down. And Beth just completely ignores her and finishes the whole can. And to me, I couldn't help but look at it as so now i'm starting to see even though we look at beth as the protagonist this is where i see some of beth's downfall is that beth doesn't listen to no one unless she wants to she lives in her own world she makes her own decisions she'll only respect the rules if it helps her or if she needs to do it just for almost i don't want to say legal reasons but she'll only respect the rules it will if it won't stop her from being able to play chess otherwise she'll just do whatever the fuck she wants yeah, now that you phrase it that way, where it's more of the emotional growth that Beth and her mom share. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I, I would agree with that 100%. It makes the next episode even heavier. That's why I wanted to make sure we did point that part out. Yeah. Speaking of the next episode, it just dives right in. Just straight into like, oh, wow, you're at this place now. And it's time for this huge tournament that we've been building up for this entire show. Don't, don't. But wow. It seemed, it was interesting to see her interact with these top level chess players. What they would call, I don't know if they're technically considered grandmasters or if they were just national champions. Oh, that part, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. 
But yeah, it was definitely fun to see her interact with that and then see her interact with that one particular chess player. <laughs> the little kid, he was awesome, though. I commend him. Georgie and his white dress shirt and the suspenders. and his... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a really cool character. Oh, yeah. This episode was a lot of fun, though. Getting to see her actually lose was a very important moment for her growth as a character, suffering that first true loss where she was truly beaten and she didn't have a way out. It was good to see for both character development, but also as a viewer to know that, okay, we don't just have a character who is legitimately unstoppable. They lose. Yeah, she's not Goku. Right. Sorry for Dragon Ball Z fans. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode majorly for how she's interacting with society as an adult, how she's interacting with all these high tier chess players, and then actually getting to see her lose was good for character growth. And it was interesting to see her break it down via narration as she's losing. So overall, it was a very good story arc, I would say about midway point through the story, but also just fun. It was I enjoyed this episode a lot. Yeah, when she was getting high and stuff like that, and then you also have like some of the drinking. The perspective I took from it was, I feel like she is still chasing that high. Whenever people get hooked on drugs and stuff like that, one of the challenges they have is that hunger for the high they used to have. And I feel like that's something important to point out because, I mean, it's a, it's a big piece of her, her winning, unfortunately. I feel like she definitely has a lot of natural talent and kind of what we spoke about earlier is that she gets better and she doesn't necessarily need that high. But you could still say, you could still see in every episode, she's still chasing that tranquilizer high if she doesn't have that type of drug it's almost like she's experimenting like okay if I, if I do marijuana does this give me what i'm looking for if i drink alcohol which type of alcohol does it give me what i get and they would show it too because she would get in bed and then the chest which the chessboard would show up at the ceiling so i definitely wanted to point that out for this episode is that she is still trying to figure out the balance between that of how much is what she's going to bring to the table her own mentally her own talent plus whatever drug she wants to use to go one step above and beyond because I, I hate to bring that up because I don't want to take away from it from her but it's also part of the series too you know where I'm coming from with that another big piece I did want to just bring up right quick for this episode is the janitor there is a brief flashback to when the janitor was teaching her how to play the game and I I kind of wish they had a better relationship because I think it was just really cool. The concept that the janitor taught her how to play chess. And I mean, if he didn't teach her chess, I mean, would she even be where she's at? Not saying that he's the only person to give credit to, but he was a big piece in her, her path to make it to where she was. He taught her the game and then she mastered it on her own. So it was just really nice to see that flashback. I do wish we got to dive more into their relationship because you can definitely tell that they're still on a talking somewhat close basis even after she's left that orphanage. And I do wish that they spent a little bit more time diving into that. Yeah, there is still there is still more to come. But at this where we're currently at, I still wish we could have got some more. No, I, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I also did appreciate the her taking the Russian class in, in a local college, uh, the very opening of the episode. But I also like that it played into a factor when she went to the tournament when they're in the elevator and literally the Soviet champions talking Russian about her and she completely understands what they're saying and she's just being, I don't want to say victimized by them, but it's more in the lines of they, they know who she is as a person. Like they've done their research on her, like not just as a player, but past that, like where does she come from? What's her motivation? And once he said that, my that was one of my favorite 
favorite scenes is when they walk out and they're walking down the long hallway. She literally just stands there and puts her hands to her hips and then she's just death staring at him like, I'm on to you. I know what you're doing. And then the two twin brothers walk up right beside walk right beside her and they just start talking back and forth about what to do. Other thing I need to bring up that I really, really appreciate about this series so far is all the freaking set pieces and the lighting. Just the detail they went into that, but also the lighting to help represent all the moods and the different changes going on in these four episodes so far and how much it puts an impact on what she does both as a character and as an actress like it's just amazing work from the studio yeah do agree big time yeah everything looked phenomenal as far as like what you were just saying the sets the lighting it was this whole show was really well shot directed choreographed everything looked fantastic so i can agree with you wholeheartedly on that before we close this episode off are there any final notes that you guys want to add yeah, that fourth episode, her adopted mother died. We can't yeah. skip that part. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that woman. Oh my gosh. I loved her and her character. Like, I felt so sorry for her because, I mean, her husband was just like, yo, I got work to do. You wanted the kid to take care of her. Bye. I just thought how heartless it was. He calls and he's like, yo, what do you want? And she's like, your wife died. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, she did have some problems. You want the house? I'm going to have the house. Anything else? All right, cool. Don't bother me anymore. God damn. Like, like, man, what is what is up with portrayal of men in this series? I just want to throw that out there. It's like, there's only a few good guys. And even then, that's still kind of sus with these guys. But oh, yeah, that was rough. That was terrible. But yeah, from a wrap up part, I was so happy to rewatch this already for a second time. It's a such a great series. I will say knowing what I do know, it helps me pick up more on subtle details that I missed the first time around. So this second rewatch is actually even more enjoyable than the first time, because even though I do know what's coming up, I have now more time to pick up on things that I missed the first time around that really goes to show the craft. And I appreciate what Region brought up. There's a lot more than just the story. There's so much to the acting that's really well done the cinematography the lighting the pacing the breakdown of episodes editing this is i would say borderline like a masterful series and i know this is the first half but i can definitely confidently say to anyone listening to this podcast if you haven't finished the series i will definitely say the second half is just as great as the first half and it's well worth watching and it's and it's a complete series so i think it's definitely worth binging absolutely what about you regent any final notes Look forward to the second half of this let's discuss and for our listeners to enjoy as much as we are. My final notes are if, if you haven't watched this, please just go take the time and watch it. It's definitely worth the wait. It's definitely worth the watch. And it's worth staying up till three o'clock in the morning to watch this, even though you have work the next morning. So go ahead and watch it, but be responsible about it. <laughs> be responsible. Be responsible. <laughs> Cooking region. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode. Has been a pleasure as always. Couldn't agree more. Thank you listeners for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, a like or review on any platform that you are currently listening to us on is greatly appreciated and is an absolutely free way for you to support this podcast and we would greatly appreciate it. Another free way to support the podcast, tell a friend. You know someone who likes movies or a TV show and they're looking for a podcast or they just want to hear a conversation about something that they enjoy. So go ahead and tell a friend about this. Another thing, we do have an email and social media that will be in the description below. So if you want to reach out to us about anything that we said today past episodes or if you have a movie or tv show that you want us to cover go ahead and drop that at any of our social medias or send us an email but with all that said thank you very much for listening we hope you enjoyed and with that have a wonderful day bye